we're going to conclude our series on replenish. And we're going to do that this morning. Some of you may have been here the last couple of weeks, and you may remember that we've looked at what it means to take care of your soul, to keep your soul, and the responsibility we have to be the keeper of our soul, and how the soul encompasses everything that we are. It's the thing that separates us from from animals and other inanimate objects, but it's it's what God has given us to take care of um, for his purposes and for what he wants. And a couple weeks ago, we looked at the idea of we have to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. And I know some of you are really taking some of this stuff to heart. Just this past week, one of the people that's been here the last couple of weeks came up to me and said, you know what? It would be much easier for me to eliminate hurry from my life if everybody else drove the same way I drove. And I thought to myself, you got the point, but you kind of missed the point. But anyway, you're here, you're learning, you're listening, that's great. Last week, we looked at the fact that, the, that our soul sometimes gets polluted, and we have to take responsibility for cleaning the soul and for taking care of the soul, and we have to get rid of that pollution that we call sin and the fact that confession is good for the soul. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm just getting over a little bit of a cold, so I may have to cough a couple times. I apologize. But we talked about the importance of being able to, to take care of that which God has given us in that soul. And so um, today we're going to look at one last component as it relates to the soul and about finding rest for your souls and how so many times in our lives we get overwhelmed. Has anybody here ever been overwhelmed? Just curious. A couple of you. Anybody here today overwhelmed right now? Just, just okay, just curious to know. I thought that might be the case. I get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed by a lot of different things, and we all have our own points and our own things that overwhelm us. And I'm just curious to know this morning, so I kind of have a, a base of reference, what overwhelms you? What are the things in your life that overwhelm you? Anybody? What, what? Kidneys? Living. Okay. All right. I thought somebody said kidney. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't get that one. But anyway, somebody else? Kids. Life. Wife. Yeah, I heard you say wife. I was just trying to get you off the hook. You know? You, you throw me a bone here. I'm not deaf. What? Huh? No. So, wife, okay? In the first service, we had someone say spouse. That was Jan that said spouse. So, um, <clears throat> who, what else? What's some, what are other things? Money? Work? What's that? Housework. Daily responsibilities, okay? Old age. Taxes. Wow, you guys have a lot of, you guys are overwhelmed, aren't you? Wow, I should just pull up a chair. Let's talk about this in more depth. Anyway, we all get overwhelmed over different things in different situations. You know, and a lot of times, I think what you find is that it's not just one event or one thing that happens that causes you to be overwhelmed. It's not like you're going along and all of a sudden, boom, this thing happens and you just think, oh my goodness, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with everything. But you find it to be a gradual building of things. It's a little bit of this and it's a little bit of that or it's a whole lot of this combined with this and with that. And what you find is these things build up over time. And and as you begin to look at it and think about it, you realize that the things that overwhelm us are the things that take away our contentment, 
the things that take away us being at peace with where we are in life. They're the things that take away the joy and take away the happiness in our lives. And they're the things that take away our hope, things that take away our our idea and our confidence that things are going to get better and things will be better. And as these things slowly and gradually build and grow, we just find ourselves being overwhelmed. And then finally, there's that, that final, you know, the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back. And we just can't handle it anymore. And we get overwhelmed. And it's just, you know, whatever it is and, you know, whatever your reaction may be when you get overwhelmed. For me, when I get overwhelmed, I just, I, I freeze. Like, I'm, I'm immobilized. I, I, I withdraw and I, I, I can't, I just can't handle it, and, and I have to decompress and find some way to offload this or offload that. Some others, you may become a fighter when you get overwhelmed. That rises up in you, and you're ready to go, and that, and that gets you going. Or maybe emotionally, you just break down and let it all out and, and everything like that. Or, or maybe, maybe overwhelming drives you to accomplish everything. Maybe you just sit back and wait and just get overwhelmed and then crank it all out and then sit back and get overwhelmed and do it all over again. You're not right, but whatever it is, we all react differently when we get overwhelmed. You know, for me, when I get overwhelmed, and, and, and a lot of it is stage of life, we get overwhelmed at different things, you know. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I get overwhelmed by them. And it's not so much that I'm concerned about, like, you know, who they're dating or what school they're going to go to. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's the whining. The whining is overwhelming. It is. It's a lot. Anybody else have young kids that knows what I'm talking about? Anybody have old kids that knows what I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> it, just, it just gets to that point. And, and I, I, I thank God for Amy, my wife. She's just amazing. Because there's going to be that. There, there, are, there are those points and those moments when I just look at her. And I, I know I have this look on my face. And this look on my face says, I'm about to go postal, so I need to walk away. <laughs> and she just looks at me and says, just go take a break. And, and, and I love them, and, and I, you know, I cuddle with them, and they, they ran up and ran into my arms between services. And it's just sometimes it's just, ing, 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 ing. and it's like, oh, you get overwhelmed. But it's not just one. It's a constant building. And the things that take away the contentment, the joy, and the hope, they just begin to overwhelm you. Maybe it's your finances, and it's, it's a little bit here, and came up a little bit short there, and an unexpected bill here, and it just begins to build and overwhelm. Maybe it's a relationship, and it's a little bit of broken trust here, and a little lie there, and a, a little bit of a doubt here, and a lack of affirmation there, and it just begins to build, and you start to wonder, and you start to think, man, what's going on here? And you begin to put this weight on yourselves the questions we ask today are, well, how do you get rid of that feeling? How do you get rid of being overwhelmed? Or even better, how do you avoid being overwhelmed at all? What steps can I take daily to be able to say, you know what, I'm not going to be overwhelmed today. I'm not going to let it happen. What are things that we can do? I'm grateful that, that the scriptures tell us of the historical Jesus and, and the Son of God who walked among us. And here's somebody who, if if, you, if anybody would ever be overwhelmed, you've got to think it's, it's Jesus, right? I mean, he's God himself, and he chooses to leave all the luxuries and everything that he has as the Son of God in heaven and come to earth and walk around people like you and me and rub shoulders with us and, and just be able to, to live with us and, and how the stress that that must be. And he comes into life, and he knows that his mission, his mission is to, to save the world. 
That's his job. That's what he's been sent here for, is to seek and save those who are far from God and bring them back into relationship with God the Father. You know, sometimes we look at our jobs and think, wow, man, that's a pretty, that's a pretty heavy job. I look at my job description, or, or you look at your job description sometimes, and you think, man, that's, that's a lot of responsibilities. You know, and then, and then you throw at the bottom of other duties as assigned, right? And so you're thinking, you know, the whole weight of the world's on me. Jesus' job description was this, seek and save the lost. And it doesn't get much more burdensome than that, right? And not only did he have the responsibility of, of seeking and saving the lost, but he knew he had to do it through his own death. So here he is going through his, his entire adult life knowing what was ahead for him. And as he's building this and as he's sharing this message and communicating hope that comes through him, he's got people that are constantly around him and constantly asking him for more and more and more. Oh, you fed us with nothing today? Let's do it again tomorrow. Oh, you healed this person? Heal this person. And just constantly pressing in and pressing in. If anybody would be overwhelmed, you got to think it would be him. And yet even in the midst of his ministry, he was able to speak to others about how they can handle being overwhelmed in their lives. Even in this whole overwhelming life that he lived, he was able to step back and say, you know what, Brent, here's how you can avoid being overwhelmed in your life. Here's what you can do. And this morning, that's what I want us to look at. If you have a copy of the Bible or an electronic device, I think we have the scripture there on the outline for you, and it'll be up on the screens as well. But I want to encourage you to turn and to look at the gospel according to Matthew. First book of the New Testament. We're going to begin the 11th chapter, looking at verses 28 through 30. And this morning I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And notice what Jesus says. Jesus, possibly being overwhelmed, looks at those around him and says this. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle, gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give you is light. It's amazing what Jesus says as he's talking to, to us, as he's talking to us about how we can avoid being overwhelmed. It's interesting to think that it's that simple that in a few sentences we could find rest for our souls. How is it we're able to overcome the drain of the contentment, joy, and hope? We can find rest and find those restored back to our daily living. As we look at this, we need to ask a couple of questions. And the first question we ask this morning is, to whom was Jesus speaking? As he shares these words and as there's people present and around him, to whom was Jesus speaking? Well, the first group of people that Jesus is talking to is the weary, those who are tired, the weary. And if you go back and you look at the original language and the grammar structure and the way it is, it's more of an active idea. And what this means is that those people who are tired, those people who are striving, those are the people, the things that you do. You get tired from the things you do. The more you run, the more tired you get. The more you work, the more tired you get. And the more you stress about your own finances, about your own family, the more you stress about your own relationships and your own living situation, the more you stress about your individual daily responsibilities, the more tired you get. 
It's your constant striving to make things try to work. You know what? I don't care how much work it takes, but this square peg is going to fit in this round hole. I don't care. And we're constantly working and striving. That's what, the, that's what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about those who are tired. It's those who are working and those who are worn out. There's a second group of people that Jesus is talking to. And he's talking to those who carry heavy burdens. Those who carry heavy burdens. And what's interesting talking about the grammar once again is that this is more passive. This is talking about those other people, others who put things on you, the expectations that others may have on you. You know, it's enough for for us to go through life and we have our own stresses and our own issues and our own things, but then you have somebody comes along and says, but I've got this. I need you to help me with this. I need your help with that. You may be stressed about your own um, situation, your own health, but then you have a family member who gets sick and gets ill, and so you carry that burden. They're the expectations and the things they put on you. And understand that the Scripture is very clear that we're to share one another's burdens and we're to take those things upon us. That's what we're supposed to do, and that's what you do in group life as you do life together and all these different things. You do these things together, but it's not supposed to stop with you because what happens? That weighs you down. That that puts a burden on you. You ever been to that place where you're like, I just can't handle anymore. If someone else comes to me with one more thing, I'm just going to snap. I can't do it. You see, the stress and the burdens that others put on us drain us of that contentment. They they wipe us out and we aren't happy and we aren't filled with joy anymore. They start to create doubt in our minds as to whether things are ever going to get better. We've got to find a way to not get overwhelmed. Or if we're overwhelmed, to find a way we can find and create rest for our souls. Do you find yourself in either one of these groups? Do you find yourself as someone who's tired because of your constant striving? Or do you find yourself who's carrying heavy burdens because of the expectations of others placed on you? Or maybe you find yourself a little bit of both. A little bit of both. The constant Struggles in my life are weighing me down. The constant battle and striving is weighing me down. But on top of that, I've got all these external pressures being placed on me. You see, a lot of times we go through life kind of with a backpack on. And, and we go through life and trying to make things work and try to figure things out. And, and, and this is our life. And we go through and it's a nice life. It's an easy life. It's durable. It's, it's good enough to hold the things that I need it to hold. But sometimes we just find that, that it, 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 it's empty, so we find ways to fill it. We find ways to, to make things happen. And so what we do in our lives as we go through, we come along and we add, you know, the weight and the burden of, of our children, or we add the weight and the burden of, of our career, and what's that going to look like, and how's that going to happen? Or maybe we come along and we decide to add the weight and the burden of, of our finances. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it's not our choice, but we have a a parent who's, who's failing in their health, and we have to find a way to help take care of them, or, or maybe our children are running far from God, and it breaks our hearts, and we carry their hurts and their pains with us, and maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's the guy at work who's just constantly weighing you down, and we put all these things in our backpack, and we carry them, and we decide to say, you know what? 
I can handle this. This is the lot that God has given me. And so we decide to put it back on. And we decide that this is how we're going to live life. And we walk around and we're weighed down. And we're slowed. And we get tired. And we get worn out. You see, it's a lot easier to walk around with an empty backpack. It's a lot easier to be free. It's a lot easier to find joy when I'm not weighed down. It's a lot easier to run life. It's a lot easier to go on that long journey and to be able to climb the highs and enjoy the view from the top when I'm not carrying all this with me. But it gets hard. It gets hard and we get overwhelmed. And we find ourselves being tired. We find ourselves being burdened. So the second question as we look at this passage in Matthew chapter 11 is this. What does Jesus say to them? What does Jesus say to us, really? Because we're probably in one of those two categories, if not both of those categories. So what exactly is Jesus saying to the people who are tired? What is Jesus saying to the people who are heavy burdened? The first thing that Jesus says is, is this, and he gives an invitation. Jesus gives an invitation. He says, come to me. Come to me. You see, it doesn't matter how hard you work to get out of being overwhelmed. It doesn't matter what book you read. It doesn't matter what support group you go to. The reality is the only answer is in the person of Jesus Christ. Notice what Jesus says. Jesus says, come to me. He doesn't say, go take a vacation. He doesn't say, go to Starbucks. He doesn't say, buy a self-help book. He doesn't say, read a Google Doc, um, you know, self-help article. He says, come to me. If you want rest for your soul, the only place you will find it is in the person of Jesus Christ. You see, that's the original design. That's the design that God had in place from the very beginning. If you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, before we had work and before we had toil and before we had pain and suffering, Adam and Eve were able to walk through the garden and the scriptures say that you could hear God walking through the garden. They were designed, you and I were designed to be with God. And that got messed up a whole long time ago because of the sin that entered the world through Adam and Eve, passed on to us. But we were designed to be with God. A lot of times when we talk about being with God, we talk about being in heaven and how that's eternal life and how that's something way down the road in the future. But if you look to John 17, Jesus himself defines eternal life as knowing God, as having a relationship with God. That's what eternal life is. That's what you and I were designed to have. Jesus' name was to be Emmanuel, which meant God with us. There's no other place that you can find it other than the person of Christ. For me, when I get overwhelmed, it's nice to go away, right? I mean, you get away for a few days. You know what? When you go on vacation, you take your backpack off, you set it by the door, you go out. If you have kids, you pick up a different backpack, but that's a different story. But when you get home, you open up the door and you walk through, and guess what? That, pack, that backpack is there waiting for you. 
You can try to dismiss it. You can try to cover it up. You can try to drown it in some other relationship, in some other substance. You can try to find another way to get rid of that backpack, but it will always be there until you do the second thing. The second thing that Jesus says to those who are tired and those who carry burdens is the exchange. Jesus says, bring them to me. He says, take my yoke. Why? Because it's easy and light. This means to follow Christ. This means to come to him. You see, the thing is, is we don't just come to Christ and we don't just drop everything off and then go on our own, but we go and we drop off these burdens and we leave them there for him to take care of. And then we pick up that which he has for us, his yoke. If you don't know what a yoke is, you know, back in the day they used to have um, a wooden bar and under the bar there would be two hoops and they would have this and they would put two animals, one in each hoop and that's how the master would guide and direct and the yoke would be used by the animals to carry the load. You see, Jesus says, carry the load that I give for you because it's light. Too many times we put on our own yoke, our own burden. We take on the burdens of others, and, and we, we think that we can solve them ourselves. And so we walk around life with this backpack loaded down. We get tired, and we have to take a break. We have to stop, have to adjust, have to stretch the shoulders a little bit. But the backpack is still there, and it's still full with all of this stuff. Jesus says, come to me and take my yoke upon you. So how do we do this? What exactly can we do? You know, if Jesus says, come to me, and he wants to do this exchange thing, <clears throat> how exactly do we make it happen? Well, the application is, is somewhat simple, but very hard to implement. John Ortberg says this. He says, arrange your days so that you experience total contentment joy, and hope in your everyday life with God. You see, being overwhelmed is a gradual buildup of all these things. And if we allow these things to gradually build up over the course of the day, gradually build up over the course of a week, gradually build up over the course of a period of months, then eventually we just get overwhelmed and we either explode or we shut down or we have a breakdown, whatever it is, we get overwhelmed and then we don't know what we're supposed to do. How do you pick up the pieces? People get hurt, things get dropped, lives are affected. But if we arrange our day to find these things, if we arrange our days and our moments throughout the days, in our hours, not only do we gradually build up the stress that overwhelm us, but at the same time, we're gradually offloading them to Christ. Gradually, we're handing them off to Him. We share one another's burdens, but we share them to give to Christ. We'll be stressed about our lives, but we take that and we hand it to Christ. Daily removing allows us to avoid the meltdown. You see, what happens is, is we go through life and, and, and we don't take time to pass things on. And the backpack seems to get heavier and heavier and heavier. And eventually, you know, a couple of things are going to happen. You're either going to break down and fall and 
being laying there, and then you have to hit medic alert, and you know, then the ambulance comes and has to pick you up. And, or you just decide, you just decide, I'm done. I can't handle it anymore. So guess what? I'm out. And you just drop it. You say, deuces, and you leave. But we don't get that luxury because then all these things suffer and all these people hurt and all the relationships are broken. So what do you do? Buy a bigger backpack? That doesn't seem to make any sense. God's given us each what we can handle based on what he wants to handle in our lives. So he's given us a backpack and it gets weighed down. But he says, come to me. Don't go anywhere else. Don't try anything else. But instead, come to me. Take the things that weigh you down. Take the things that others have put on you. Take your job, your finances. Give them to me. Take your kids and the challenges and the stresses and give them to me. Take your health concerns, your retirement, your future. Give them to me. Take the guy at work that drives you nuts. Leave it to me. Take the things that wear you out, that wear you down, that slow you down, that create weight in your life, and leave them at the foot of the cross. And when you leave it there, take my yoke, which is light and easy, and put it on. Then, then you will find rest for your souls. That's the point that you get to when you realize that all the things I've been doing to help take care of my soul, I find rest. When I come to him and I give him my burdens, that's what Jesus wants for us. And that's what he wants for you. And that's why he presented that invitation to us in Matthew chapter 11. I want you to reach in your program, if you would, and inside that program is an invitation, a card for you to look at. And if you look on that, nice little typeface, it says you're invited, 1128 to 1130. This is not a two-minute party, okay? It's not something you're thinking, wow, I guess I already missed it. It's 1150. What does that mean? What I want you to do with this card, maybe in the next couple of moments, maybe sometime this afternoon, maybe um, as, you know, as the fourth quarter expires and the dolphins are getting shellacked, you can take some time to, to write on the backside of this card the things that weigh you down, the things that have filled your backpack, the things that create burdens in your life. And write them on the backside of this card. And then take this card and put it someplace that you'll be able to see the front of it. Just tape it up. Here's the thing is you don't need to look on the backside because you already know what's there. But put it in a prominent place as a constant reminder that this week you're invited 
when Jesus says, come to me, you're invited to take the things that are here and to hand them over to him so that you can find rest for your soul, so that you won't be overwhelmed, so that you can keep from being overwhelmed. And use this as a tool this week to remind you that he wants to be with you and a part of your life. Use this as a reminder to arrange your day so that you can find your contentment, your joy, and your hope in Christ and Christ alone. Maybe you're here today and you've never heard the message of Christ or you've never received the message of Christ. You've never understood it. You see, in the context of what Jesus was saying, there's a bigger picture here. And in that time during Jesus' day, the religious leaders made a bunch of rules and made a bunch of regulations and said that if you want to know God, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And Jesus is talking to the people and he's saying, look, forget all those rules, forget all those regulations. It's not that complicated. Jesus says, come follow me. And if you're here today and you've thought religion is a bunch of rules, let me just tell you, that's exactly right. That's what religion is. But we're not here talking about religion. We're here talking about a relationship that you can have with Jesus Christ by admitting your need for him because of the sin in your life and by asking him to come and to be your savior. The Bible says if you believe and if you confess, you can be saved. This morning, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. So if you would, just bow your heads and close your eyes. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you've never invited Christ to come into your life, I want to encourage you to do that today. In the silent stillness of your heart, just admit to God that you're a sinner and that you need saving. Confess to God that you believe Jesus is the Savior. And ask Him to come into your life. For others who are here today, if you're overwhelmed, take some time to think about what you would put on the back of that card, what that might look like. Take some time to think through what are the things you need to surrender to Him? What are the things you need to give over to Him so that you won't be weary, so that you won't be burdened, so that you won't get overwhelmed? And give those things over to Him. Let's ask God to help us. Heavenly Father, God, I pray for those who are here today who are calling upon your name for the first time. I pray that they would just find freedom and joy in the salvation of who you are and what you do. God, for others who are here today, I pray that you'd help us to learn to give up our burdens, to be able to place those burdens at the foot of the cross, to be able to give those day by day, moment by moment, Lord, not allowing us to be overwhelmed, but to find rest for our souls, to find rest in you. 
so that, why, so that we might be all that you desire for us to be in our relationship with you. And Lord, we pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.